Hi, welcome to the Engage Podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And, well, for all those, this is a bit of an odd episode. This is yeah. a bit of a deja vu moment. And as promised, we're back to the second part of our um, Enterprise Profile episode. So, you could say we're kind of refitting the episode, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Because the original one, we kind of missed quite a large amount of stuff out of it, say from the motion picture right up to what, Star Trek 4 yeah, so we're back redoing it, so we, we bloody do it, yeah, so we're doing events from the motion picture right up to 6, yeah um, and oh yes, thank you Jamie, because I know that's what you are going to say we the good thing is we are salvaging something from that original version of this episode because our thoughts and feelings on the discovery here at Enterprise is probably identical from old, yes, past us, our thoughts and feelings on two or three months ago. Yeah. So at the end of this episode, we're just going to pass back to our past selves to talk about that thing yeah. because it hasn't changed really. Those damn bloody R2 units and whatever else we're complaining about. <laughs> yeah, so it's about, I think it's about, was it, about 20... About half an hour. Half an hour, yeah. about half an hour. So that we'll play that clip. We're at that then. But, we, the but as I said at the beginning of this former episode's past, day before that went out, I had a shock moment where it's like, yeah, we didn't do it, Jamie. We yeah. completely nasty you, missed the point. You told me about it. It was like, oh, Christ, what do we do now? Um, 24 hours there's no way we could have redone done it this episode yeah, before trying to get that out at that time so we decided to leave it until the hiatus of doing like a reversion of it which is what you're listening to now yep. but if it's the first time you listen to it you have no idea what we're on about but hope you enjoyed that trip down memory lane for all those that have got the old file and have yep. now got the new reposted file of it because yep. I know they'll be filming out there going that was fun look this old version here's a new version and you technically kind of in a way get an episode in a hiatus but kind of not yeah yeah, yeah so we'll lift <laughs> we'll lift off where the original part from way back when in a couple of years ago left off where I think we spoke about the I think 18 month overhaul of the original Enterprise mm-hmm. for the motion picture so that yeah, let's, let's get going. Yeah. I think so. Talking about its voyages around Vijer and you know, I, I I do need to rewatch the original series films because it's been I can't even remember the last time I actually even watched them. It's not your most favourite one, is it? It's not one that you watch that often. What's the original? Oh, what motion picture? motion picture? It's not bad. I mean, you know, to be fair to it, it's not. Maybe I've... you should. It's the 40th anniversary this year, as I was mm-hmm. saying you did earlier. Yeah, maybe a good excuse to watch it. Why not? Even with it, all its electronic music. <laughs> and the tour and the freaking Enterprise, which yes, I know you no, no, I've always just, loved. And... Oh, well, you know, there are some really nice shots there. you got to, you got to admit, there are some really lovely shots of that. So, it was press and service weeks ahead of its schedule in response of the Vija crisis, um, who had Mark Leonard as the Klingon. Speaking of the first bit of Klingon we've ever had, it was written by James Doohan. Yes. Um, this is a bit, of a bit of trivia, but everyone knows it. <laughs> and then we had Matt Decker, who is the son of Commodore Decker from the Doomsday Machine, mm-hmm. which is another kind of, here, welcome back to another crazy family of kind of... 
Make sure <laughs> it's had no impact on him whatsoever. Yeah, because um, he was uh, temporary, uh, temporarily demoted to commander, wasn't he? Yeah, well, they had a slight issue with their transporters. Mm. Slight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it says incomplete systems had to be serviced during the vessel's shakedown cruise en route to Riga, including the first tip. Uh, the first test of the new yeah that also didn't work out well <laughs> let's slam into an asteroid and let's have a good thing of what weapon do we use that's why you should always test it before you take it out but hey you know sometimes needs must so you kind of gotta um yeah let's let's think about Enterprise B yeah what happened with that Tuesday <laughs> that really worked well for them as well hey it's always have a ship ready again it's the whole argument of kind of where was the rest of Starfleet when that was happening around Earth she's like yeah no one of us around okay right. it's the heart of the Federation but never mind Um, unstable wormhole da 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 oh look wasn't it lucky we managed to choose the right thing at the last second <laughs> Um, and then we had Spock appearing hmm in his Sarek shuttle which hopefully we'll end up getting in the Eagle Moss collection hopefully has there been a hint there that's coming out uh, soon hopefully so I think hmm. it's been written down for a long old while um, so they then encounter Vija learn not to get blown up <laughs> like the Klingon ships by simply not firing at it. That seems to be a very good solution for most stuff inside of it. Don't fire at it and it won't fire back at you. You know, kind of... kind of makes sense. It's taking a peaceful approach, isn't it, really? In any situation, it's like, you know... Yeah, big thing, big cloudy thing coming towards you. You don't kind of go, yeah, we're firing into that and just hope for the best. <laughs> like I say, like... And anything coming near it kind of got evaporated as well, went into its matrix as well, like... Mm. It's like, you know, the scrapbook it had. Just kind of, yeah, here's a planet I've sucked up. Like, <laughs> okay. And it, it also, Vid, you've also got the thing that it may also have come in contact with Borg Probe or has something to do with the Borg, which mm. was quite an interesting thing. I don't quite know, not sure about the uh, validity of that, but it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting theory. That's certainly plausible. That's see why it couldn't be true. Um, then we also had Lieutenant Aaliyah, which is also an interesting character as well. Was she, um... She became the pro, features pro. Oh, that's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to... Like I said, it's been so long since I've seen the motion picture. I do need to rewatch. I really do need to rewatch. Um, let's see. So, yeah, we've talked a bit about that. Um... Once the Vija threat was averted... Uh, yeah, where you lost um, Lieutenant Aliyah and Commander Decker, who was listed missing in action. action. Um, the Enterprise remained under... Oh, that's the thing, yeah. And it was also Admiral Kirk, who was yeah. also promoted to Admiral briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Decker and the probe joined with v- Voyager 6, I believe it was. I think so, yeah. And then that kind of evolved into whatever hell that evolved into. Mm. So that was quite an interesting thing. Very, very seventies, mm. and a very, a very big departure from what became a new hope. Mm. Star Wars: A New Hope. Star Trek trying to do it and completely, nicely missing the point as it always has done. 
yeah, yeah think... we'll do this Star Trek film but again that's partly going back to phase two isn't it it was originally going to be a series yeah series. I, I think it's sad to say I think Star Wars probably did the better job but <laughs> this whole thing with cars is kind of if you're going to build if you're going to build a convertible it's going to be better than a car that's been one with a full roof that's mm. going to be better than one that's been kind of rammed into being a convertible one built for a convertible is going to be done so better than mm. one that's been made into it just like the same with films mm. a film that's designed to be a film is going to be done so better than the television series that's been forced into a film mm. so after all that happened within it went back and it became a cadet training cruiser which was a bit of a odd thing but under Captain Spock so mm-hmm. that was a very interesting thing to yeah and it says um, the new designs and components tested and proven aboard the Enterprise influenced a generation of Starship design from the Miranda to the Constellation class as well as other retrofitted constitutions like Yorktown that we'll talk about later because that's what they hand fist later on in that will be three and, and yeah, four I was say, was it that three came, and comes the A yeah because you asked a question about the Yorktown once didn't you yeah. in Star Trek magazine yeah that was good <laughs> um, so this is where it all gets a bit dramatic for the Reef Enterprise where it comes back in counter with a familiar face it comes back in um, contact with Khan Union Singh yep who had hijacked the Reliant um, and had stole Genesis Vice from Regular One mm-hmm. um, after the events of um, Space Seed all the way, way back when yeah and obviously bringing back uh, Ricardo Monteblanc yeah so bring, I think bringing him back after was it tw- was it 20 years no was it 20 uh, wasn't wasn't that 84 yeah, so I think it would have been about almost 20 years, almost 20 years. That's, I think that's amazing, bringing him back after so long. Um, so, yeah, the, obviously the Enterprise was tasked to investigate um, and Spock, well, deferred his command back to Kirk um, and the subsequent engagements with Reliant left the ship badly damaged with cadet and crew deaths, including well, including Spock. Um, um, oh, you're probably thinking, what was that damn cadet's name? That always gets spoken about. Peter, Peter Plough. It's like Peter Pettigrew, but it's not. It's very um, similar. It doesn't even say it. Typical, typical. Well, we do have a list of command crew, but I don't know if it would be amongst this list because we got it. We, it's part of the notes, isn't it, from Memory Alpha? But I don't, I don't know if his name would be there. It's not. Um, he also passed away because I think he's nephew of Scotty. Uh, where were we up to? Oh, yeah. I just mentioned about um, the. So, next bit. Oh, and I think I will point out the most obvious thing. Everyone loves Kirsten. Um, Kirst, no, Kirsty Alley and Savick. She, hmm. she was great as Savick in this episode. Thought she was a great actress in this. Wasn't she in two and three? No. She was just in two. Robin Curtis was in. Oh, beg your pardon. Yeah, it was Robin Curtis, wasn't in it? In the beginning of four. Yeah. There's an interesting non canon story about why she wasn't coming back to Earth. I have told you numerous times when I 
I'm sure I'll repeat it again. Yeah, on those it. oddities we go. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, I because me and Mum recently re- rewatched trilogy. Mm. So this is quite current in my memory. Mm. So we watched um, obviously two, three, and four. So this is all very fresh in my memory, kind of everything that's happened. Um, so they come back in contact. You get this lovely thing of kind of Savic continuously talking about regulations, mm. and we can't go. <laughs> And then obviously their first encounter, he slowly warms the ideas of it. It, it uh, Reliant attacks Enterprise, it gets um, damaged, really quite badly damaged. Manages to hold off Reliant enough with command codes, I think that's what they were. Stopping it, destroying the Enterprise. It when then, then went to regular, regular, re- regular one. I completely forget what it's called, if I should know. Um, where they beam down, find the station's deserted. Icky, icky. Beam down to the caves, find Genesis. Da, 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 da. More, more stuff happens. This is a bit I love. And if you have the Rafrikan tricorder I've got on my. Um, no, communicator, my mistake. That I've got on my desk. They have a sound clip where it's kind of. You've got Spock giving code regulation where it's kind of you know hours become days mm. where they're going yes this thing's out for three days this is out for four or four days and it's kind of this is out for two days this is out for four <laughs> hours and I love that bit of kind of and it's kind of you know um, Kirk going yeah ring us back in about six hours pick us up beam us up yeah I think, and I, I, think I remember up, that beam yeah. up to the ship it's kind of nope. That's still not working. That's not working. That's not working. So I'd have to use Jeffrey tubes back to get back to the bridge. So it's a very thing. And then obviously you have the Montero Nebula, where you have that. Well, I think Nicholas may describe it as a like um, submarine battle in space mm. kind of thing with different things. I think Phil always described it as a bit slow. I think that's what he always described it. But you got to bear in mind, I'm not very familiar with it. But you're talking there around um, Hunt for Red October. Mm. So it was very current for what it was. So to shove that into space was, I think, quite a clever move. Mm. And then that ultimately led to Khan's um, fall from grace, didn't it? Because he couldn't quite work out the three-dimensional space of it. No. Which ultimately led to the destruction of the Genesis device and destruction of Khan and Reliant. Um, and as you said earlier, Spock paid the price for it because yep. he sacrificed himself trying to save the ship. Do you want to say anything, Jamie? Or, um, or have I kind of said no, most you, of it? I think you pretty much said most of it, but that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> it's actually nice you talk about it because this is kind of sparking. Memories in my brain. I said, I do need to. Re- I do really need to rewatch these films. Um, well, do you want to do three? Yeah, sounds good. Because there's not a ton in there, but there's plenty. Let's see. Because so, you've got them going back to space dock after the events of Rafa Khan. Yep. So you obviously um, you have that stunning shot of it coming into Earth space dock, and then which I I love. It's one of those yeah. beautiful shots. I think that I think that's a moment that stands out for a lot of. Um, 
fans that just I don't know what it is it's just that moment it's just such a it said so beautifully shot as you said it's oddly enough they reused it in next gen <laughs> oddly enough they oh, just re- yeah, they, they just replaced it with they did the, yeah from yeah the, yeah from the refit um, so yeah upon the enterprise who would have thought hmm? who would have thought yeah because Star Trek, Star Trek re- never stuff. reuses never uses shots or props or anything better praise <laughs> um so yeah, upon the Enterprise return to Earth, um, it was announced that the Starship would be decommissioned. Um, when Morrow denied Kirk requesting permission to return to the Mutara sector. Now, do you want to know an interesting thing about that thing? You know where they go to that kind of bar? Yeah. That, that Starfleet bar? Out in the lobby, where all the the Enterprise crew are waiting for Kirk to get back to them, if you look in the far background, there is, on a like plinth, there is the model of Spock in his motion picture um, spacesuit. Really? Mm. Oh, that's cool. Is that really noticeable then? Or do you you have can't to tell. He's bright orange. Wow. Because oh. that one's a bit set dressing. It's like, oh, I'll shove that in there. So if you look very closely, you can tell it. I'll tell you, next time I watch uh, the third one, I'll have, to, I'll have to look out for that. Um, and then you get all this thing of kind of conspiracies and oh and that always oh, makes you laugh with the third one where McCoy's in that bar oh yeah and yeah. you've got that 3D game where it's like um, you know dog fights it, and it's wireframe models and you go oh my god this, this is what 1982 1980 it can't be is it 19 yeah no it's not, no third one was 1984 wasn't it it wasn't 82 when that was the Rafa car and this was what, 84 oh well, you're so bad with very years yeah but that's what 1980s America thought that the future would be wireframe World War <laughs> 1 fighter the other thing as well I, I can remember distinctly with 3 always kind of thinking in my head We, I think we always kind of never thought much of it but when I rewatched it I think I actually enjoyed it quite a lot more than I used to I, I think Genesis you want to go to Genesis, Genesis? how um, can you be deaf of those ears <laughs> I, just, I love that scene just like and um, you've got like McCoy trying to do the vocal. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's just not working. How many at fingers? All. That's not funny. <laughs> Don't call me tiny. <laughs> so yeah, again, I've just watched it recently, so it's very familiar with my. Carry on, Jamie. That's all right. It's, just... it's fun. It's fun. It's fun reminiscing about it. Um, so and yeah. there's even and, and that's what also made me laugh about, impassively, three and four. They make me laugh because you watch them back. If you watch them back like week, like once a week. The amount they reuse, it made me laugh because from which one was I talking about? Three at the beginning, of three, you have the Spock death scene where you've got Savick come to coming to Kirk's quarters and saying, you know, do you have his cutter? Oh, no, you don't. Okay, who does have it? <laughs> So they review the tapes of the Enterprise. It yeah. just so happens to be the same shots as we had in the in Rafa Khan. So there's a good couple of minutes where they reuse stock footage from the last film in that film, and then in four you have the Enterprise being destroyed, which is reused from Star Trek Three. So there's a good bit where they've just gone copy paste. Copies, yeah, which is just hilarious. You just go, 
Oh, good hit. Mother, watch this bit. This is what you've already seen from the last film, but carry on. Zone out for a few minutes. They'll get back to, like, original film in a minute. You know, just just bear with it. Literally, they just shove it on a big screen and go, and watch again. Well, I suppose in a way, <laughs> with, with two, it kind of makes sense. You know, you're reviewing the tape, so you would review it from those perspectives, I suppose. I don't know. It's, Kind of makes sense, but it, it, it does for saving production money wise. But you yeah. look and you just go, Oh, god, okay, right, that's what you're doing. Oh, good, I'll leave the room for a bit. Well. Let me know when it goes back to the actual new film material. It's only about six like six minutes collectively between the two, but it sticks up like a sore thumb. So, Jamie, you were saying no, that's somewhere. Right. Um, so Kirk can spy with his senior officers and stole the Enterprise from a space dock. That scene is wonderful yeah oh and oh Scotty getting annoyed by Excelsior oh that makes me laugh as well yeah because didn't he um, didn't he um... he pretty much trounced Transwarp yeah that pretty much didn't get some ground I thought that bit was brilliant that's one of my favourite moments I think up your show good morning Captain <laughs> and I love the way they all get very um they're all very strict and very kind of oh yeah it's professional very, let's yeah. get ready for transwarp and they get their shares round and then the kind of captain gets up and goes hmm what's going on and then that sound effect of the kind of engine stalling and it's just like oh just genius and Scotty going there you go from one engineer to another here's some very important isolated chips from a transwarp drive computer Oh, can we please talk about that idiot, Commander Grossum? Go on. Oh my God, just what? Oh, I'm not sure. I might might go and ring, um, contact Starfleet. Contact Starfleet with everything. No wonder he got destroyed. I've, I think I've noticed with Star Trek, not just the films, but over the years, there's a few occasions where if the main engineer, if the main character's not in charge, they get someone else, and they always turn out to be an incompetent idiot most of the time. Have you noticed that? A few times it's happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like the other people are. It's like it's great. It's other people. The other people are capable. As part of the plan, Kirk had got rig up the automation system to run the Enterprise so easy that a chimpanzee and two trainees could have it hand, handled the craft. <laughs> Do you want to continue, Jerry? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, at yeah. the destination. Sure so at Enterprise there. destination, yeah. the ship was attacked by a Klingon bird of prey, operated by Klingon commander. Krug, 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 yeah, Krug, played by um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, uh, an assault that left the Enterprise disabled. Um, after setting the auto destruct sequence, Kirk and his crew abandoned the ship for the service of Genesis Planet. That was clever. Mm. Um, the computer seems to be talking. Get off! Get off! Yeah. yeah well. Okay. Yeah. But never mind. Um, Derelition charges in place in the bridge and elsewhere throughout the ship's saucer section exploded, killing a Klingon boarding party. A sec- secondary hull, with what was left of the saucer, fell from orbit and blazed in these streets across the planet's atmosphere. So, I think you listen to people at the time, they kind of teared up, I think, when they saw that. Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, film writer Half Bennett justified the uh, destruction of the Enterprise. Um, Saying uh, via via an, an, an haven't you got that bit? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have via an analogy, oh, analogy to the USS uh, Niagara. Niagara, Jamie. Niagara. According to Bennett, <laughs> Niagara Falls, Jamie. Yes, Niagara Falls. Do you know where that ship appears? No. Do you want to hazard a guess? No. 
there are two big events it could be from I say it's been so long since I've seen the film I've, I've, I'm it's too... not from the film it's from a later series oh okay uh, no two big Starfleet battles in what one of the Star Trek series one's in a series one's in a film come on Jeremy we did it relatively recently <laughs> uh, unknown ship that you've never heard of sound familiar from a certain event is this for we're talking about a film or a TV or the, or the show do you want a hint? Yeah, go for it. Best of both worlds. Oh, next year, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's from... Next year, best of both worlds. Yeah, what's the battle called? Um, battle of Wolf 3-5. There we go, we got there eventually, people. We got there eventually. <laughs> That's what that ship's from, in case you're wondering, Jamie. Not that you were, but there you go. No. <laughs> Carry on. Um... <laughs> Oliver Hazard Perry of the USS Navy scuttled to Niagara at the Battle of Lake Erie and won the battle as a result and took command. Perry happens to be one of James T. Kirk's great heroes, so the scuttling of the ship to achieve the greater good is a tactic. Um, a support of the decision to blow up the Enterprise was Nicholas Maher, who commended Bennett for the idea in a letter between them. Um, there is a difference in the appearance of the Enterprise between Roth, Khan and Search for Spock. In Star Trek III, the ship's external appearance appeared to have deteriorated around some areas damaged by Khan's attack and had repaired in others, while other areas of the ship that had not been damaged by his attack had battle damage, including the starboard secondary hull, both in the cells and the top of the saucer. Um, this extra damage was explained in non-canon lit Star Trek literature as having occurred in spars with Klingon warship between the second and third movies. Um, the, aggressive, the aggressive move to attack the Enterprise was explained by the secrecy of the Genesis planet and the overall uneasiness it created. This could also explain the Klingon aggressiveness displayed throughout the third movie. So, obviously, what you've got here, obviously, is them trying to kind of explain about the different damages, why some have been repaired, while some haven't. It's pretty much saying time has passed while they're going between Genesis yeah, and... Yeah, it's a good way of, of, of making sure the continuity works quite nicely between the two films, which I think I think is really quite good. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah. So, by this point, this is where it gets old in its life, because this is where we have no Enterprise at all. No. Well, at least we don't see it. Because I think until news gets back to Starfleet, there'd be no Enterprise. So by this point, they're on their captured bird of prey. And this is where we start going very into doing what we've already done before. Because that's all new. We've not said that before. So this is where it's going to sound very familiar for people that listen to the original half of this. Yeah. Um... So we, they then go on the captured bird of prey, head to Vulcan. Uh, McCoy names it the H HMS Bounty, which is wonderful, which is brilliant. And then head back to Earth, encounter... Mm whale probe mm -hmm. go back in time because I think the fourth one was 86 wasn't it 1986 so I we'll go with that yeah. Um, yeah so I'm certain then that Search for Spock was 84 I'm pretty certain it was 84 then I'm pretty certain it yeah. was if we're and wrong I think 82 for Wrath yeah if we're wrong let us know but I'm pretty certain because I think 79 for um, yeah. Um, motion yeah, yeah sorry um, I interrupted you there so they travel back in time, save a couple of humpback whales, bring along um, Doctor Juliana. That's it. Juna, no, no, not Juliana. Um, Doctor Taylor. Doctor. My mind's gone blank. 
<laughs> I know today we're terrible with names. And I said, this, doing this kind of episode, kind of had to re redo another version. It's kind of thrown us a bit, I think. But Royal Woman. <laughs> That's what we first expect. that. Bring back the the, the scientist whale woman. Yep. Bring her back with us because obviously her and Kurt gone. Um, bring her back to our t- time. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out her name. I should know because I watched it like. It's not from this recording that I think about four days ago. No, I, I, I'm all right because I said I haven't watched them in years, so I think the fact that I forgot I don't think stuff's all right. <laughs> you know what happened, didn't it? It'll come to us. Yeah, we think... it'll probably happen about two hours time. As we record, it's something Taylor. I know for a fact it's Taylor, and I think again the underlying thing is I, I've seen the name, within like, the last twelve hours, and for life of me I can't think of the damn name. <laughs> I could look at it on my phone, but I. Did you... you you still you carry on talking about? That's or... right. I've got my phone on already, so I can have a look. I can have a look for you. It's fine. I'm already I've on. I've got my mirror from my phone. Have you? Yeah. It's fine, I can have a look. I'm literally already on it because you've got to get your phone out and everything, so. Uh, so, let's have a quick look. Uh, you said it was what? Something Taylor, didn't you? Um, just, uh, I wish my phone would load up faster. As I think about my internet on my phone, it's absolutely been terrible, so. But it does take a while. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, notification for Twitter. I'm actually typing in whale woman. I want to see if it actually comes up. Gillian. Gillian Taylor. Gillian, there you go. You got there. I wasn't far off then. No, it's good. Yeah, After all that, yes. One of those times where we've spent time over a very minor detail when we probably didn't need to. Never Never mind. mind. Yeah, so go on with what you were saying. You were saying she went obviously back to... um, The future with the... Yes. Even though it's a different film. Yeah. And we never hear from her again. But hey, I think she was in the comics. Yeah, she no, she probably turns up in a, one of the books as well, probably more than likely. So they go back to the future, fling a few whales into San Francisco Bay, along with Patriot's bounty that, with no doubt, got dug out of there. Won't end up being will form the basis for all the information about the bird of prey. Mm. I'd imagine. Mm. I think I feel like we've spoken about this in. Um, Days that change the universe. I feel like we spoke about that then. I think we might have done. I think. So then, after that, you have the whole issue. Of, oh, then Kirk gets demoted back to captain because they need to slap him on the wrist for the events. Oh of yeah, three. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um. Then you have the whole thing of, oh, are we going to end up on Excelsior? No, because no one liked Excelsior when it first came out. So. So, so was then that, you get the reveal. So was that originally what it was going to happen, but because yeah. fans didn't take to it, they, they changed it? Oh, fair I, enough. Th- well, I don't think it's quite like that, but I think it was just kind of... kind of nostalgic to why they ended up back on the Constitution refit. Hmm. Um, so then we get at the end of uh, 4, we then get them transferring over to the Enterprise A with a brief, brief shot of them on the bridge... Where they flying off to the sunset, aren't they? Yep. Then we get into five and six. Yay! yay. Well, well, for six, yay. One's yay, five. one's no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, so externally, the Enterprise A was, identi uh, was a virtually identical to the refit USS Enterprise, destroyed, obviously, um, in Star Trek III. Um, the bridge was, was on its location on Deck 1. Um, uh, despite the fact the Enterprise A had used all touch interfaces in Star Trek uh, V, the final frontier, uh, Mayer insisted that some of the consoles in the bridge be fitted with physical DARS and gauges for undiscovered country. Uh, just trying to. Um, Not going to be talking about the events of that film then. Did we want to? Yeah. Briefly? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's time. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it brief because, well, we have to, we, we, did we talk about it before in the previous one or? No, I pretty much glazed over it. Yeah. I pre pretty much went, it didn't happen, but it did happen. <laughs> we'll briefly talk about five, but not too much, because obviously, yeah. So, yeah, Spock's brother steals the, still, <laughs> steals the Enterprise. I don't even remember what I said for that one. I pretty much summed it up in that sentence. I think it was I... literally Spock's brother, <laughs> Cybok. Cybok, yeah. Steals the Enterprise. Is it his half-brother, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, steals the Enterprise to find God. Um, Shakari. Shakari, yeah. Um, there's some there's stuff in there about obviously religion. I think was it Kirk says at the end religion, uh, something about religions in everyone's hearts or something. I, can't. Well, I have recently heard that um, William Shatner wanted five to be different than how it came out. So I think there's a level of interference that occurred. So that's what in the network it was. I think yeah, some yeah, yeah. on that lines. I didn't really look into it, but no, I mean that was the headline. Know, I, I think I think Star Trek Five. To be to be fair to it, I think it's one of those films where, or one of those things where I think the idea is sound. If you think about it, I just think I just don't think it was maybe executed particularly well. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to add about Five? About what happened? Oh, there's, there's plenty here. There's, there's well, cause again, this is so they pretty much stole. There we go. Well, they they reused, as I say, the um, USS Yorktown, which became the Enterprise A. But it wasn't ready to be um, be launched again. Yeah, because um, it says here, although her warp drive was working perfectly, half the doors in the ship were malfunctioning and several control interfaces didn't work. The transporter was also non-functional, requiring shuttles to be used for off-ship missions. Um, and obviously, yeah, so... And this is where we luckily found out about number three, much to our delight. Oh, yes. And, uh, oh, just so good fan dance. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had that all crap with um, the Klingons in there, which was a bit kind of thrown in as well for. Uh, I always for thought a that was drama. just. A, oh yeah, I just found that was a bit tactile. I think I understand why they did. You need something to kind of, but yeah, I just is it me or did the Klingons kind of turn pretty much every what every um, original series film because they're in two. Everyone. They're, well, they're in two and three. They're in five and six. I think was One, they one, two. Uh, three, five, six. They were pretty much. One, two. Are they in two? Oh, okay. Scratch that. So one, one three, three, five, and six. Yeah. Okay. So right. just over half. So okay, fair enough. I just so it occurred to me. Did. Um. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah, as you said, they were called to back into doing all turns, being in a kidnapping situation on Nimbus three. 
as we said, the ship was commandeered by uh, Cybok um, in order to pursue the mythical um, Zachary. Yep. During the return of Cybok to shipboard the Galileo, Commander Hikara Sulu, no one said his full name, just say Sulu, was forced to crash into the shuttle into the Enterprise landing bay as the ship was pursued by Klingons, um, commanded by Kla, is that the right? Yeah, no one cares, so just okay. go with it, yeah. um, No one cares, everyone always cares about um, Christopher Lloyd Klingon, so yeah. no one okay. cares about five, so I wouldn't worry about details we... like that. Just, yeah, carry on, keep going. Um... Bird of Prey caught the Enterprise off guard and disabled her before she had a chance to retaliate. No surprise there. Um, however, Klingon Ambassador Cord, rescued from Nimbus 3, um, ordered the captain to stand down. Uh, the Klingon crew was later invited to reception following the turn of the Enterprise to Kurt's control and the discovery that Shakari was a myth. Uh, the brig was also damaged during the mission as Captain Scott blew a hole in the back wall to free Kirk, Spock and McCoy. One of the few times we see a toilet in Star Trek. <laughs> uh, oh yes this is one I like you do, got that one yeah do you want to read it out you said you okay um, Spock also kept a picture of himself and his friends taken on the bridge of the Enterprise A from this time uh, for the next century until his death in 2263 of the alternate reality which will be in Starship the Kelvin timeline the Kelvin timeline in Starship Beyond which is lovely because it's a lovely it's a lovely nice shot that comes from a bad thing it's a really nice thing that comes from it mm. um are we into six now uh, i believe so car yeah. park car park and a brilliant star trek film probably well i'll say i think i think it's always a toss-up between two and six as being the most favorite of all kind yeah yeah falls in there as well oh yeah i just it's just i mean i, I, I just, love it even my dad went oh yeah what the one with whales in it he did he did really has he actually seen any of the films then? Or just um, knows I mean, them? probably I've probably seen him in front of them before, but yeah. it's like, okay, that's something I didn't expect. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, uh, right, sorry. Uh, so, do you want to. Yeah, this is a film that oddly begins with the Excelsior with yeah. Captain Sulu. Which is just. Because. Um, why can't I think of that planet? I really have forgotten my memory today. Uh, what's the damn planet called? Nimbus 3? No, that's not it. Uh, the Dilithium planet. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Get your phone again. It's a... <laughs> Did I just it's call it... It's not in the notes. Um, Should we just call it the Dilithium planet? No, because I'm sure we'll get grief if we don't right let's have a look is this for Star Trek 6 yeah mm. okay let me have a look you store something <laughs> um, let's have a look uh, the moon Jamie the moon the little moon oh Praxis Praxis yes, there that we one, go Jamie, that one there we go Praxis explodes in a huge Explosion. <laughs> Shockwave comes towards Excelsior. What are you going to say, Jeremy? I think we deserve, really a, I think we deserve a pat on the back from him for <laughs> Praxis. There we go. Yeah, gone. And then that comes to the attention of Sulu on kind of uh, Excelsior. Uh, um, Jeremy, now what? 
Um, I don't know. So what? Um, uh, where was you? What bit was you reading from? I wasn't. You wasn't. Who doesn't talk about it in the bloody notes? Let's look in one of my mini books. It might be one of them. One of them. Yeah, so I'll just start from the beginning of this bit. So Starfleet began a wide fleet research project into the investigation of gaseous planetary anomalies in the early 2090s. Uh, the Enterprise A was one of several... Sulu likes gas. Yeah, starships to be outfitted with advanced equipment for their study. Um, in 2293, it was, Enterprise A was due to be retired, uh, along with most of the crew. However, she was passed, pressed back, passed back into service for one last mission as an escort for... On Chancellor Gorkin during the initial stages of the Kitmer Accords. Um, the ship rendezvoused with the Klingon fast ship Cronus 1 and was to follow it to Earth. Unfortunately, a joint Starfleet Klingon and Romulan conspiracy had and not particularly Lieutenant Valerius aboard the ship. Valerius participated in a plan to implicate the Enterprise and Captain Kirk as rogue, rogue assailants in Gorkin's murder with the goal of derailing the peace process. And obviously, I think it was a harken back to. Kirk would have done it because of um, he blamed the Klingons for the death of his son David wasn't that right in mm -hmm. Star Trek right, yeah. which again is a great way of bringing back one of the previous films I think it's quite clever how they kind of incorporated past events um, the Enterprise appeared to fire two photon torpedoes at Kronos 1 temporarily disabling her propulsion and gravity systems um, amongst the chaos two space suit Starfleet crew members Burke and Sam No beamed aboard assassinating Gorkin Valerius altered the ship's records to make it seem as if two torpedoes had been fired. The torpedoes actually came from a cloaked prototype bird of prey directly below the Enterprise, which had been modified to fire while cloaked. You would have thought you'd have a backup schematic for it, wouldn't you? No. It does, does sound like a really useful thing to have, but, you know. <laughs> I think it's one of those examples where if it didn't happen, you wouldn't have a film at home. Um, did you find what you were looking for? Nope, nothing. No? Okay, right, so we'll just... Do you want to read the next? I'm good. I'm good listening. Um, to be fair, you have been reading quite a bit anyway. So, uh, see, so Kirk and uh, Recoy were arrested and tried for the murder. Um, a sentence to life aboard the penal colony, Raw Repenthe, which just ugh, that blooming planet. In the film, was it? Did it actually seem like it was a big, like big? Um, it was much better than it was in Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Enterprise, it just seemed like you could probably walk out the door and go, you know, sir. I think there was actually a case one. of them being in prison. It, actually like a, it seemed like a really inhospitable place, didn't it? I think. Um, Judgment was just like, what's the point? Like, okay, bye. You're like, you could walk out this door with me and, like. <laughs> so, take a lesson, Enterprise. Uh, no offence, but the, the, the discover, undiscovered country did a lot better job of Royal Penfe. Um, can you actually, can you, because I know I asked you this before, but in STO, can you actually visit it? Mm -hmm. What's it actually like? Can you actually. It's alright. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the uh, Enterprise was ordered back to Earth, but Spock ignored orders and initiated an investigation. He found out that Valerius was behind it, um, then entered Kill on Space, masquerading as a freighter. Um, Ursula. Yeah. Uh, and rescued Kirk and McCoy, and also didn't. Um, oh yeah, because wasn't it they were trying to trying to find some kind of. Is it that one? Hura was a part of it. I'm off. Or am I thinking of another one? Yeah, more words, please. Um, they're trying to. What is it with her in that moment? I showed the trendy code. What people are on about? 
they they try and they they try and fool the king or bird of prey or something, isn't it? And they're looking for a bunch of books. Yeah, it's an outpost book. Go yeah, on. is it? You're in the right vague. Yeah, it is Star Trek because six. the translator's not working. Yeah, that is Star Trek Six, isn't it? I thought it was. What that did was... you think it was? I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think it says it here. This is not I'm aware of, unless it's in the notes later. Yeah, it's that one. Masquerading as a freighter, Ursula. That's what ah, happened. Thank you. Beg your pardon. Right, thank you. I thought it was there. Um, Scott. Well, it should have put it in more detail then. You write it then. I will. No, I won't. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do as do a job as memory alpha. Um, Spock mind meld with Valeris to learn more about the conspiracy, um, and then Sulu aboard the aboard the Excelsior provided Kirk with a new location of the priest conference and the two ships walked to Kitima in order to prevent a second assassination of the Federation president and a new Klingon chancellor, uh, Zepda. <clears throat> Car park. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nice to say. Um, I think I've actually I don't know if if. It, I don't know if, if the films I've got I don't know if I've actually got if it is the extended edition or... I think it's the extended one so yeah. most films don't have it it's this extended version that does have it hmm. I always love it it's like oh random car park yeah. what's that in there um, General Chang was waiting in orbit with his bird of prey however and the Enterprise was attacked upon arrival uh, it, it suffered serious damage and suffered a whole bridge through the saucer uh, and the Excelsior 2 was helpless mm. uh, not really but he just sat there and went, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fortunately, um, oh, yeah. The thing's got to have a tower pipe. Yep. Fortunately, Spock, McCoy, and Uhura devised a plan to use a photon to equip with sensors capable of tracking ionization from the bird of prey's impulse engines. It hit Tang's vessel, knocked it out of the cloak, and left it vulnerable. Shoot, uh, a clip we've already seen. Yeah. Didn't it? What's the, what's the other one it was seen in? Uh, oh, no, this is the first, oh, this is the this first, first time. time. Yeah. Because it got um, reused in Generations, right? I believe so, yeah. That's where I'm getting confused. Right. Uh, following destruction of Bird of Prey, the, both crews beamed down to the conference and apprehended the conspirators of the assassination. Yep, people will see another roles. Um, do, you want, do you want me to read that last little bit as well? Then it was finally, yeah. finally, finally decommissioned. decommissioned yeah. Um, um, quoting J.M. Barry's directions from home from Peter Pan Captain Kirk ordered the ship on a course to second star to the right and straight on until morning Cater recorded his log that the Enterprise and her history will shortly become the care of another crew the next USS Enterprise the next series of class USS Enterprise B uh, which was launched later this year but you could also translate that as being the Enterprise D for the generation uh, next, next generation because yeah. generation was a long way oh, off yeah, I think one, yeah so yeah I love the way they ended that it's a beautiful way of ending it and somehow we've done it and that didn't take half as long as we did it the first time around <laughs> yeah because I think I think when we before is there any is there much else to read out I don't know I'm just having a quick glaze because yeah, I think in, when before we started this episode in Simon's head if you take into account the half hour clip which we'll play soon um, the last one was about an hour fifty. Yeah, so and this think, one isn't an hour fifty, I don't think. So I think it's sad to say it's not going to be the length that Simon predicted it would be. But as you said, at the end of the day, it, it's it's as long as it is how it is. Um, so yeah, somewhere we've done it. So I, I think what we're going to do is play the clip, and then afterwards we'll chat a bit about um, our. Yeah, we'll just finish up. The yeah, episode. so fancy, um, but yeah, yeah. So here's. Past cells, past cells talking about Discovery Enterprise from the original episode of this. I don't know. Enjoy.
But yeah, there you go. There you go. Just kind of a lot of things we really didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> really didn't get. But we wanted to, as you said, we wanted to salvage something from that other version. Yeah, I it think just... I got all the right bits. I think. I think yeah. it's all there. So you know. Um, so yeah, I think I said this. That's us properly until we come back in September. I, I, yeah. Um, so I, I... obviously, you know, we're now kind of we're now on a hiatus. Um, and obviously I will be taking over I think I said this briefly in the season review but I thought it would be nice to kind of talk in a bit more detail about some of the episodes that we'll be doing um, I'll be releasing a schedule of what actually will be I think sometime a couple of weeks in uh, like mid, mid, of, uh, mid to late August um, so I'll be doing like an updated schedule on the blog so watch out for that um, but yeah, some of the things we'll be doing will be obviously we'll do in our usual yearbook absent friends, which is you know our standard episodes that we do. Um, I'll also be um, our first episode back will be um, our character. Good luck trying to explain it, Jeremy. Good luck with that title. It's your title. Go and have fun with it. Yeah, uh, character trek tests. So we'll be doing a couple of. Um, yeah, that's why I don't go for alliteration with that sort of thing. <laughs> destined to fall up one time, Jamie. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not fine. too bad with the species, but with that sort of thing, it's like, yeah, that's why I'd never. That's why I was put in full Star Trek. You can't. Oh, leave, you know, character you Star Trek tests, whatever you want to call it. We're doing a couple of online tests, um, which are actually quite quite fun ones. One that Simon discovered, um, which is Star Trek Discovery, which was lovely because originally we just had one that I'd saved a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, so we'll be doing that. Um, what we will be doing, and as a little twist on one of them that Simon came up with, um, we'll actually be doing for the discovery one. It's what not just what our answers will be, but what we think that person would actually choose. So, you know, um, we're also going to be doing uh, general interest. My first, very first general interest, uh, which will be Life is Strange. Uh, so, think I think throughout August, um, Simon will be playing that for the first time. I'll probably will I've played it dozens of times so I know the game pretty much inside out but I'll probably play through again anyway just to refresh my memory um, we've also got um, pre-recorded episode with Wayne and Jude which will be um, our Star Trek Room 101 um, A mm -hmm. so that'll be uh, that'll be quite fun to listen to um, to think this is, oh yeah we'll also be doing another because I think the last time we did it was uh a few years ago we were doing another character profile because a couple of years ago we did uh, data uh, this time we'll be doing everyone's favourite Cardassian Mr Garrick uh, which I think will be a, quite an interesting episode to uh, delve into um, I think the only other oh, oh did you want to because I know technically it's my half of the year but you know a bit more no, leave something for them yeah. to find out there's, there's, other, there's a couple of other bits in there no, as well you're pretty much telling them everything think, yeah. and then you've got to stick to it so <laughs> yeah so they're, they're, that's a few of the things that we'll be doing there's a few other bits as well but otherwise you know yeah so yeah I think that's, that's done for this refitted version of an episode yep yeah, and obviously the end of Simon's uh, era now as uh, <laughs> well yeah, part of the year yeah. So, oh, sorry, did I? No. <laughs> sorry, I, I patted Simon on the shoulder. It's I thought fine. I might have hurt him or no. something. No, uh, yeah, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. Um, and obviously, yeah, we'll be around during the hiatus, obviously, on social yeah. media. And yeah, we'll see you in September. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>